Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn. And Mike Glassby. And this is the Military Cashflow Podcast, where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. What's going on, Military Cash Flow family? Today, we're going to be talking about some of the best places the military has taken us. So we're basically going to cover one each. We're going to cover our best, our most favorite place that the military has brought us. So uh, with that, Mike, let's start this thing off. Hell yes. So I've been to a bunch of different places, um, and I have to give some honorable mentions out there real quick before I do my number one. So one of them is going to be Afghanistan. Right. Believe it or not, a lot of people say they, they hated it over there. But that was uh, I went to Afghanistan. And that was my first real experience being in a country like that um, and meeting the different uh, people, meeting the different uh, points of view from the locals really changed my mind about how media portrays a lot of things. Right. So we sit back and we hear everything on the news. And that was my first real exposure to say like, oh, wait, everything that we hear on the news is not always true. Some of it is a bold-faced lie or where some of it may just be skewed to whatever perspective that they wanted to have in the media, right? And I'm not trying to get political here. I'm just saying this is what, this was my perception. So Afghanistan helped me open my eyes. The second one honorable mention is Wagadugu, Burkina Faso. I'm gonna tell y'all something, man. When they said, hey, Mike, you're gonna go to Wagadugu, I said, bless you. I didn't know what they were talking about. I was like, uh, I said, I don't know, Gazoom tight. I don't know what that means. And they said, no, it's the capital of Burkina Faso. I was like, I still don't know where that's at. So I was able to go to see this, this beautiful country with beautiful people in the, uh, um, in, I got to do my Western uh, Africa. That was just, it was gorgeous. I never knew that place even existed. But what we're here to talk about is the number one place that I've been to. And I'm going to tell you that it's a place in Germany. It's Hohenfels and Garmisch, Germany, right? Now, they're not the same place, but they're pretty close. Maybe they're not pretty close. Actually, I don't know. I went on two different trips, but either way, either way, the, the, place, the reason I love them so much, the assignments were different assignments, and whether I like them or not is kind of irrelevant. The place itself was completely scenic and beautiful. Now, I'm going to be honest, and some of y'all may hate me for this. And look, I don't, I, I, I love all people around the world, but I have noticed that across Germany, sometimes the locals were rude to me, right? So I was like, ugh, kind of rubbed me the wrong way when it came to the people. But the land is gorgeous. In Hohenfels, it's, it's mountains and it's plains and it's, and it's forests. And you could actually see wild hare, right? The, the rabbits that were literally three feet tall as they were scrunched. It was ridiculous. The, the deer out there, beautiful, large. It was just the most beautiful scenic uh, thing that you can imagine. Now, Garmisch, Germany is actually like a ski resort. And so going there, we stayed in a beautiful hotel. I was on a specific assignment helping somebody out. But I mean, you can see the, the uh, and I believe, I believe the mountains that you see there are the Swiss Alps. Now, I didn't get to go skiing, and somebody can correct me in the comments below. If you guys know where Garmisch is at, what are those mountains there? I don't know, but they're gorgeous, right? You can see just all snow-capped fields. And I actually went during the holiday, during the Christmas holiday, 
So I was actually able to go to some Christmas markets as well and get the full experience of that German culture um, and, and whatever that hot wine is over there, the muddled wine. Oh, that was a good time, man. So those are the types of memories that are going to like stick with me about the scenes. And it's like stuff that you just, you know, it's it's hard to find especially when you're not even located in that area, like within the States, like I'm in North Carolina, we don't see stuff like that around here. Right. So for me, that would be my number one best place. Nice, man. Yo, uh, what is it? Wagadougou? <laughs> that sounds, <laughs> why, but I've, why I've yeah. it's a funny name, but, uh, I've, I've heard Burkina, um, Burkina Faso. I think I'm butchering the name, but I heard it's a beautiful place, man. I actually had a soldier that was uh, from there, and um, she said the same thing. Uh, I think a lot of we there's a lot of misconception about, especially in the media, about what places really are like. You know, people think everything in Africa is completely undeveloped, right? And it, it all looks like dirt roads and stuff. And that's just not the case. Um, so I think that's interesting. That's one of the things that I'm really grateful for. Um, perspective right uh and, and what what's what things are truly like uh because a lot of times we only hear the media we only hear the news um and what other people tell us and until you actually go experience these things it's completely different and can bring a level of appreciation for the life that you do have and it can also you know kind of it can also uh you know kind of make you feel weird about about what you got going on in the U.S. if that makes sense, right? So it's pretty cool. It's interesting you say that. So yeah, uh, and that's a really good point because then not to not to harp on it too long, but in Afghanistan was the first time that I saw um, uh, bathrooms with no running water. It'd just be holes in the ground. And I mean, I've seen this, I've seen it before. Let me let me rephrase that. But where an entire section of the country lives that way was the first time that I saw like, oh, this is considered normal here. In the States, we complain about all kinds of stuff, but, and and yes, we got homeless. Yes, we have, you know, poverty line, but even some of the people that are below that poverty line still have a house of sorts, a shelter that has some sort of electricity or running water. May not be the best, but compared to people who literally have mud and hay, as a wall or maybe a mattress that they kind of pulled out from the dumpster as a wall and they're just shitting in a hole life ain't that bad you know but yeah man go ahead what's your what yeah so my top three favorites so I'll, I'll, say, I'll say my first favorite i'm sorry but um i'll give my honorable mentions as well all right so one is going to be kind of weird because i think if i say this a lot of people are going to be like oh my gosh i can't believe you said that but i'm going to say fort drum man uh the army sent me to fort drum i was stationed there for two years and it wasn't actually drum itself it was really because we got the opportunity to go to uh toronto and and, and um what is that place called um geez the french-speaking city up north of it I, i'm having quebec yeah, Quebec. Well, well, Quebec's right there too. But or Montreal. Montreal. There you go. And Montreal. Man, those are some some really really nice scenic, beautiful places. I really enjoy Toronto. Um, it's like New York, but just way more spread out. Um, Fort Drum itself. I mean, they did have some nice trails. I, we that's the first time we ever went hiking as a family. Um, and to be honest, like being so far removed from family, all my family is from the south. Um, when we went to Fort Drum, we were the only ones up there. And uh, just having that togetherness, just being together and not really 
you know, traveling that much to see family because ain't nobody really coming up to see us. So <laughs> so just having that togetherness and a lot of like family time that brought a new level of appreciation for me uh, for, for what I do have. So um, Fort Drum's honorable mention, uh, number three, and then uh, another honorable mention is Japan, man. I really, really, really enjoyed Japan. I got to go to Tokyo. I was there for a couple of weeks and really got to enjoy uh, the environment. One thing I really, really appreciated about uh, uh, Tokyo, Japan, that whole um, that whole country is the level of efficiency that they have, man. Like the trains, the streets, everything is so clean. I think that was like the first time in my life that I'd seen a major city where, where there was no trash on the ground. And one time I saw that um, we were, I was actually in Tokyo walking around and the, a guy just dropped some trash on accident. It wasn't like it was on purpose. And a guy behind him came and picked it up and threw it in the trash. Right. Like, so that's something so small, but to me that speaks volumes for the actual culture and like what they believe in and like their togetherness. So I, I really enjoyed Japan the food was delicious as well. Um, <clears throat> but for me, number one was just like you said, Germany. Um, specifically it was in Wiesbaden. So um, I was, you guys probably know if you listen to some of our older episodes, um, I recorded a bunch of our episodes while I was actually in Poland and in Germany, right? So a portion of that time while I was in Germany, <clears throat> um, during, as you guys know, I'm, I'm a finance officer now, right? So a portion of that time while I was uh, over there in Germany, there was fiscal year end close which means, you know, in, in October, that's when the new fiscal year starts. For So for finance people, that's like our Super Bowl, right? So for that period of time, I got to go to Wiesbaden, where Yushra headquarters is at, and uh, they consolidated all the finance officers so we can make sure, you know, all of our, uh, our we do the year-end close tight. Because, I mean, we're managing, like I specifically, me and my NCO specifically was managing like 160-something million dollars for like just for that mission set. Um, so we got to make sure everything's tightened up um, before we transition to the new fiscal year. Um, we were in Wiesbaden and Wiesbaden is right there along the Rhine River in Germany. Um, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's called the Rhine River, but um, the Rhine River right there in Germany and all the cities that are along it are just absolutely beautiful. Scenic, just like Mike said, um, beautiful, scenic, Wiesbaden. I love the food. I actually enjoyed the people. All the people were, were nice. Um, I tried to speak a little bit of, you know, German and maybe that went a long way. That's what a lot of people said, at least if you try to at least speak a little bit, people are are more um, <clears throat> apt to being nice to you. Right. But um, I just thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time there. Uh, during that period of time, I was a little bit away from the from the uh, the most of the unit. It was really just me and my NCO out there. And we got to uh, spend a lot of time together and we got to go to Frankfurt, which was literally 20 minutes away from Wiesbaden. Wiesbaden itself, like I said, Mainz and like all the cities along the Rhine River were absolutely beautiful. Great food, great people, um, nice and scenic, delicious wine, man. Like I, I just enjoyed it. That was my number one spot for sure. So much so um, that when we leave here at Fort Bragg, we will try our hardest to go get stationed back in Germany um, or to go get stationed in Germany. Um, if you get stationed there, it's like a two hour drive to our two hour train ride to like multiple countries. You got Austria, you got Belgium, you got like all these countries, all the countries in Europe right around it. So um, I thoroughly enjoy Germany, people, food, efficiency as well. Uh, their transportation is great. Um, I just really, really enjoy the culture. So that's my number one. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because uh, 
when I was in Germany, I was able to hit Munich. Um, we were this close to going to the Czech Republic and everything else all on that one um, or between those two assignments. I got to see several different parts of Germany because like you mentioned, the, the transportation is so efficient. You could just boom, hop on a plane, hop on a uh, Uber or whatever they call those taxis. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's it's a different vibe for sure. I don't know personally if I'd ever lived there. You know, so kudos to you, my man. But uh, I would, I would come visit. Put it like that. I'd come visit you. I'd go see the beer again. You know, eat. The, oh, oh, in Germany, man. I that was the first time I was introduced into uh pork knuckle. You know what pork knuckle is? Nah, I never had that. I got, I did get the schnitzel. I got the schnitzel. Um, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't get the pork knuckle. It's schnitzel's like a sausage, right? Yeah, well, it's yeah. There's uh sausage and and like it comes on a bun or whatever, and then there's also some like grounded up. Um, there's also some like grounded up beef and stuff like that. So I'm not. This was a couple of years ago, so I'm not like super right. super keen on the the uh right, well, food. But yeah, if anybody knows what the hell a schnitzel is, throw that in the comments below. And if you know what a pork knuckle is, say hell yeah in the comments below. So a pork knuckle, I went to and I ordered it, and all my friends are there. And you know how it is in the military; everybody talks trash. So I was looking around. I was like, I think I'm gonna get the pork knuckle. And all my buddies was talking trash. Like, why are you gonna eat pig's feet? Do you mean you want a moose knuckle? All this other stuff, right? So I'm like, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a, a chance with it. Let me get the pork knuckle. It comes out, and it is the biggest hunk of pure meat that I've ever seen. And what it is, is it's actually like from the elbow up to the shoulder of the pig, or it might be the forearm. I might have that mistaken, but I think it's the elbow to the shoulder of a pig. And it looks like uh, those cartoon, um, we have like the meat sticking out here and there's even this big like chicken wings, drumstick or whatever. That's what it was. And I was like, yo, all my, everybody was jealous. So but, I'm just- but was it good it though? There. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. Okay. It was good. I mean, it tasted like, Pork knuckle. I mean, <laughs> like pork, but I mean, it was, it was, so, it was, uh, you know, how sometimes pork can be dry. This was nice. And, it was nice and juicy all the way through. And it comes with, they call them potato dumplings where I don't even know how they make it, but it's like a, it's not really mashed potatoes and it's not really a dumpling. It's like a little mix in between them and gravies poured over the top. So if you guys go out and try one of these German beer halls or anything like that, I highly recommend at least trying and ordering the pork knuckle. Yeah, man, thoroughly enjoyed Germany. I, I like I like the food too, man. It's, it's good stuff. But um, yeah, man, that wraps up. Actually, just one quick anecdote. I'm curious about your experience with this. Um, when I was in both Poland and Germany, one thing that I thought was kind of strange that I it, it just I don't know something about it was like kind of weird when it came to the food is that none of the drinks came cold. Like they didn't have like ice or anything like that. Was that your experience as well? You know, I'm gonna be honest, man. The for the most part, the only thing I drank was beer when I was in Germany, and so that came out fairly cold. For the um, for the waters, damn, that's a good question, man. We had a bunch of water bottles, um, like when on our assignment areas, they were never cold though. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good I question, man. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, if you guys know in the comments, let me know. Like, I, I don't drink yeah. beer. I don't drink beer, so like, it, it, I don't know. I, I ordered like a bottle, a, a soda, and it'd be like a glass bottle, but it would be warm. I was like, uh, yeah, some like ice or is there anyway? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but apparently that's like offensive or something, especially in Poland. They was like, no, we don't have ice here. We just give you the drink. I was like, oh, yeah, OK. <laughs> you know, and so then they buck at you. Yeah. Just, like, Get out of Poland. <laughs> soda. So um, that's a side note. But uh, yeah, th so those are our our 
favorite places that the military has sent us is a great, you know, one of the great things about being in the military, you get to travel and, and see a lot of stuff. Um, if you game plan it the right way. So there's some people that, you know, they get stuck in Fort Leonard Wood for <laughs> their their whole, yeah. their whole, they do one one enlistment for four years and get stuck in Fort Leonard Wood and be like, ah, I hate the military. They didn't send me anywhere. I was supposed to travel the world, you know, but, um, <laughs> but plan it the right way, man. And um, I'm curious, if you're listening to this, what are some of the favorite places that you've been and why? So leave those comments below. I'm curious. And um, yeah, any last, any uh, final words, Mike? And the only thing I will say is this, um, just like Dan said, oftentimes people will get into the military and they'll get, they'll be unfortunate to be stuck somewhere, maybe no deployments, no rotations. And then they're like, oh, this sucks. But if you, if you stick it out, and I'm not saying to stick it out just for this, but if you stick it out and you really start to hit some of those NCO uh, uh, ranks, then you're gonna the doors are gonna open for a lot more opportunities. Like Dan mentioned, it was just him and his NCO that was able to go out and do some of the exploration. I wasn't listening well, and, and yes, I was in uh, SF, but there was often times where I would go out either by myself or with an officer or something like that and explore a lot of places as well. So the the more rank you have, the little bit more freedom and more opportunities that you have as well. So just keep that in mind if you're like a if you're if you're lower enlisted E4 and below, and you're like oh, I haven't traveled yet, you got to do your time. You got to do your time, but opportunities will arise. All right. And with that, this is Dan Wynn. And Mike Glassby. Signing off.